This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, May 17th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who blames Micah Simon single-handedly for the Tennessee cancellation on the 2023 schedule. His name is Jerem Jordan. If BYU had lost that game, would they have returned it? Uh, no, it was awesome. That 2019 win is one of the iconic wins in BYU history. It was fantastic. BYU TV Sports tweeted yesterday, Micah Simon, this is your fault. It, referring to Tennessee buying out the game, to which Micah replied, me not scoring here keeps me up at night, LOL. Fessy Sitake said in response to that, if you get eight hours of sleep, you score on that touchdown run or potential oh, touchdown so Michael run. wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> no, what a, what a play. I mean, what a play. And uh, coming up, we're going to have the top five plays from that game because we got to. That's, and it's that's May, what we do. It's May 17th content. I feel like the uh, you know, TikTok voice uh, could be applied to what we're doing today. May 17th content. <laughs> We got a good show. We got a good show today we for do. May seventeenth. Typically, our May seventeenth are one of our weaker shows. Jeremy, one of our stronger. shows. In fact, the show lineup today yeah. is the only ten I see. Nice. Oh, Get at it. I volunteer you. Uh huh. Yeah, no thing. Tennessee. What now for BYU football? Plenty Which of games. Open team on September second of twenty twenty three. Would you replace the Volunteers with? We will discuss each and every one of the teams that we have that we believe has an open date, at least according to FB schedules. Plus, former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon joins us to discuss what he thinks about getting two million dollars from Tennessee and how BYU can take advantage of that in scheduling. But now before we get to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Tennessee will buy out the 2023 season opener at BYU in football. The Cougars get $2 bucks from the Volunteers. Cougars now have Southern Utah and at Arkansas as the two non-conference games. We haven't been told officially yet, or even unofficially, if the Big 12 is playing eight or nine conference games. Feels like nine, meaning the Cougars have one game, the opener, to fill to complete the schedule. It would seem much more coming up with trending. As long as there are no raccoons and possums involved in any of these games, I'm good. More on that to come later. BYU Baseball hosts Utah. The Cougars have won nine straight games. The Utes have lost nine straight games. Well, well, well. Hashtag 10 is coming. Mm. The series this season is tied at one game apiece. Game three tonight, 8 Eastern in Pro Bowl, live on BYU TV. And BYU Radio Live. Let's go. Softball gets to enjoy the final West Coast Conference Weekly Awards today. I say that tongue-in-cheek. With Taylor Williams as co-player of the week, yep. with an unnamed school player who got an auto bid for the interview, and Autumn Moffat Korth was named the pitcher of the week with 10 Ks in 15 innings and one earned run. Death to the RPI. BYU I men's said that golf three years ago. BYU men's golf currently tied for fourth at the NCAA Stockton Regional. Yeah. Great position because the top five teams will advance to the next round of the NCAA championships and have a shot at the Natty. Carson Lundell and David Timmons lead the Cougars individually at three under par right now. Well okay. done, Carson and David. Okay. And Michael Recker pitches two innings of shutout ball and relief for the Cubs against the Pirates. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. No Tennessee, no problems for BYU in 2023. 
You get $2 million, and you don't have to play 11 Power 5 teams. It's a mere 10 now, we think, Jerem. We want 12, though. Well, do we? Unless BYU opts to go out and seek another Power 5 opponent to fill the vacancy left by Tennessee. But before we get to those potential teams that could fill in, Jerem, what is your reaction now about 24 hours later to Tennessee dropping off the 2023 schedule and not giving BYU the return trip in Provo? Yeah, disappointing. Really looking forward to that game. Uh, 2019 was a classic. That was a fantastic game. Uh, was hoping for that. Uh, was excited about that. Uh, you know, big pill to swallow in terms of, all right, we're going to have two, uh, you know, quality non-conference games, both from the SEC plus probably nine Big 12. Okay, 11 Power 5. It's Tennessee, and that's tough, and I, and I get it. I'm hoping Florida plays the game with Utah and then buys out the one in Salt Lake just so I feel a little bit better. That's not going to happen. Um, and then BYU and Utah can play in week one of 2023. <laughs> that would be the dream scenario in this situation. But I, I get it. SEC teams don't come west a ton. Um, when you look at BYU at home against SEC teams, there have only been one school that's ever come, and it's been twice, and it was Mississippi State in 2000 and 2016. Um, so Arkansas is coming this year with just the second team and third home game ever in Provo against yep. an SEC team. So we still have that. But, yeah, d- disappointed yet. I kind of get it. You know, Jay Drew said at the 2019 game that he talked to uh, of the Deseret News, someone in the press box from Tennessee who said, yeah, there's no way they're going to return that game. I was like, what? So now you tell us, Jay? Now you tell us? Apparently, it's a non-starter for Josh Heupel, the head coach of Tennessee. Oh, well, he remembers the book. Exactly. He remembers what happened when he was yep. coaching UCF against BYU. So, non-starter for him. If you don't want the smoke, you don't want it. He didn't want to go to Provo. You want Virginia? That's an easy game. Come on. And played in Nashville? Yeah. Because I would believe that Tennessee looks at BYU and says, okay, well, we don't want to make the trip, but how about a neutral venue? And maybe we'll give you a little bit more money, but if that neutral venue is that, Nashville? It's semi-away. Come on. As Ken Palm would say. Nashville? Yeah. That's essentially another home game for Tennessee. Well, Virginia takes the bait. They've got that. Now BYU's $2 million richer. So I'm with you. Initial reaction was disappointment in the moment because yeah. that orange and white is so iconic, and it's so rare that an SEC team comes to Provo. As you said, Mississippi State is the only team to ever play in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Only team. We researched that according to uh, our friends at Sharp Sports. They they keep us up to date on that Just stuff. It's an acquaintance, right? but yeah. Mississippi State, to date, is still the only team to play. So Arkansas is going to change that. We we hope, well, right? Well, it's coming up in a couple months. We, we that hope. Game's, that game's happening. It's happening. That game's happening, yes. Well, and it comes on the heels of BYU losing the Missouri game. So here we were thinking, man, the end of Independence is going to be sweet because here comes Missouri, here comes Tennessee, here comes Arkansas. Now it's just Arkansas. So, yeah, a little disappointment. What year was Missouri going to be? 2020, right? COVID blew it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but $2 million makes me feel better. And even more than that, the opportunity for BYU to replace that game with a contest that will not be as challenging and maybe help. Yeah, a more winnable a new look BYU team transition yes. into yes, yes, Big Com- Twelve play competitively. It is in BYU's best interest that it's not Tennessee. But I was ready emotionally for Tennessee in that situation. I think either way, we're going to enjoy the first year of the Big Twelve, whether BYU is successful or not. 
because it's like finally we're in the club. Adding two SEC teams to that schedule. Flash the Power 5 ID. We're like, yeah! Next level epic if you're playing two SEC teams on top of a nine-team Big 12 schedule. Nine. uh, The the Big 12 schedule will be, you know, hard enough. So in that regard, it's all good. There's a silver lining. Yes, there's a silver lining. And uh, as a defense mechanism, we will figure one out. Do we call uh, that a gold lining because it's $2 million? Well, two... Two is nice, but BYU would have made way more from that game in ticket sales and revenue from that home game because Tennessee. So that's a nice, like, side prize, you know. But you know. Yeah, you wonder what the cost differential is going to be depending on the opponent that comes in to replace Tennessee for that game. It is going to be a home opener, that you game, would think. That game would have sold out. That game would have well, sold out. maybe it still sells out. Maybe it's uh, sixes, you know. We'll see. It's hard to get a sellout that isn't Utah these days. Unless you've won 10 and 11 and you're going into the Big 12 and season ticket holders want Big 12 home season tickets, so you're going to sell out every game the first year. Like, don't I hope, be, don't I hope be surprised so. to see that happen. I hope so. I'm not confident that's actually the reality. Don't be because, surprised to see that happen. Because prices will go up. Now, here's my next question. Who's showing up? Here's my next question with the Tennessee game going away for BYU. Who's available? Yeah, let's And talk. what do you replace Tennessee with? Let's talk. Okay, so I did the homework yesterday. I went through every single Division One college football schedule on FB schedules, all 130 teams. Let's go. Just to see who was available on September 2nd and who didn't have or first a certain number of games in the non-con. Yeah. Regardless, I did the homework. Week one. 11 teams available. Power five teams. There are four. Georgia Tech, Pitt, so a couple of ACC teams, Mm -hmm. Northwestern, and Alabama. Yes, seriously. Remember when BYU was going to play Alabama or something, and then they didn't? Remember that? Or there was an opening? And COVID. There was like a, yeah. COVID blew that up, too. Co-what? <laughs> Alabama is available in week one. We, That's not going to happen. And we want this as a home game, do we not? Yeah. Well, it depends. We need to know from the Big 12, is it a nine-game schedule, and is this a five-home-game Big 12 year? If so... It doesn't necessarily need to be one unless you're in the I want seven home games often crowd. It's got to be a home game because Tennessee was a home game. So if it doesn't you, have to. Well, it, how, you can't wait. You can't wait for the schedule to come out in October. And you don't. And you don't well, I think BYU knows whether it's eight or nine games and it hasn't said. I, well, I think I they bet know you it's the, nine games, I, but do they know if they have five or four? Like, right. If they only have four home games, it you're has not, to be a home game. You're not going to not play six home games. So you may, you're right. You make it a home game. You have to make Therefore, it a home game. Therefore, it won't be a Power 5 team. Because I don't think you get a Power 5 team un- unless you're like, hey, we need you to come out here to open your season next year. And then we'll go back uh, at in some point. In three years the first... or four years or whatever, whenever the next availability is. Yes. But, but then you're that... potentially taking Utah out of the mix. It's probably a group of five team. With that in mind. Seven group of five teams are available. Okay. Who, hit me. Between August 31st and September 2nd. UNLV, Memphis, Middle Tennessee, uh-huh. Florida International, James Madison, who is yeah. making the jump to FBS level. That's awesome. They're great. Louisiana and Southern Miss. Okay. Of note, Louisiana, super legit. Top 25 last year. Memphis. Good program. Does the BYU last couple want years, the just... Sun Belt smoke? Have, has BYU had enough Sun I don't Belt? Want, I don't want the best Sun Belt team. They could beat BYU. Like, they could hang, for sure. Um, I love the idea of uh, Memphis. 
I love the idea of UNLV. Oh, so much. Um, James Madison's, like, interesting. They've been an amazing FCS team that's won national championships. Like, they compete with North Dakota State. They have been the ones that have, like, wrecked Weber State seasons multiple times, which is disappointing because we want the Wildcats to win uh, here locally. Um, I don't want Louisiana, honestly. They're, like, too good of a <laughs> team in that situation where BYU fans would go, oh, that's a win. It's like, no, 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 no. That team can play, man. That team can play. The game that makes the most sense is UNLV. Yeah, just hook it up. UNLV will return a game at Allegiant to Provo, in the future. BYU will yeah. play because that's where they play their home games at that's Allegiant a, Stadium. And that was such a great experience against Arizona. It really was. It was amazing. BYU's going back this year with Notre Dame. I would love BYU to play in that stadium like every four years. Like every four years, BYU plays at least once in the league. Here's the other chip BYU has work is it's working with. They have two million dollars, so they can say to UNLV, "We'll give you a million bucks if you come to Provo and play us, or whatever the number." Because we're a Big Twelve team, sure, and we are. A big dog, and now we pay for other. We pay for G5 games. We will pay you to help us on our schedule. We're in the pay for G5 games spot. We're also in the if we lose the bowl game to a G5, we just didn't care. We weren't motivated. (laughs) BYU can pay UNLV to come to this, even if they don't want to return the game. Look, we'll just straight up pay you for a one off to come to Provo and fill the vacancy left by Tennessee. I think that is the most ideal situation. And if UNLV wants to push their luck, like you said, be nice. Uh, say, uh, nice pun. Right? That's good. All right, we'll return the game to Allegiant Stadium in a season opener in four or five years. Great. That would that would fill the the game against the G five in the three non cons as B one. UNLV is right? the perfect B game. It, uh, to Utah, I think Utah has done it smartly. Honestly, the ABC thing, um, the A game has been BYU or a replacement. In this case, Florida. The yeah. next this year until Florida buys that game out in Salt Lake. I'm just going to keep speaking that into existence. Uh, the winnable G5. So winnable G5 is not Memphis, is not Louisiana, right? T- I'm not saying BYU won't win. I mean, like, it's a tough game. you're going to win the game if you play UNLV. It's a tougher game. Yes. I don't want that kind of game for BYU as a Power 5. There's history between and then, BYU and UNLV, too. So and then, it- yeah, absolutely. The same league for a while. And, whatnot. and then FCS. By the way, can I just get on my little soapbox here? My Irish Springs soapbox. I put out some stuff about scheduling um, last week. There are those of you who don't understand why BYU or any team plays FCS teams. It's a second bye week. It's an opportunity to rest amidst all these tough games. To build depth. Yes. To build depth for younger players. Reps. They, for, they yes. need actual game repetitions. Everybody but like USC, it feels like, plays FCS teams. Okay? Alabama plays an okay. FCS. You, Everybody in the SEC plays an FCS team. You don't understand how it works, okay? You play FCS teams. You need that. And BYU needs an FCS team when it starts playing in the Big 12 more than it's ever needed an FCS team. Because you can count an FCS win towards bowl eligibility. One of them. Yes. By the way, Hawaii in 07 um, with Colt Brennan, rest in peace, played two. But could year. only count one. <laughs> And still into the Sugar Bowl. Yep. And then they got blasted. But still, they were a BCS poster. Yeah. I know some of you are saying, well, why can't BYU play at a neutral site against one of these Power Fives? Oh, let's have BYU play Pitt and play the game at the home of the Steelers. Or Northwestern in Las Vegas. Or Alabama in Dallas. Northwestern or- in Chicago or something. I, yeah. uh, does, uh, does BYU need to do this in year number one for the, of the Big do, 12? Do you want BYU to potentially not make a bowl game? Because in 2023... Because this year's going to go well, and a bunch of these guys are going to bounce. But BYU is going to continue to recruit well, no doubt. 
It's just I, I wonder if 23 could be 22 from a talent perspective, right? right? As we look at it right now, this is a very talented team. I don't want to add more weight to an already no. PR for BYU in the weight room, yes. a.k.a. 10 power fives as yes. it sits. And it doesn't – a neutral game and it. a road game don't are not it. the answer. I don't Tennessee even, was a home – it needs to be a home game. I don't even care if it's a home game against power five. I don't, I don't want it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't want the it. The answer is – If it was Utah – I feel differently, but that's the exception. That's the only team where I'd be like, yes, I would take Utah. Because okay. in the future, I want Utah as the one non-conference. So it's not going to happen. But next year, you have at Arkansas. It's not going to happen. Check. But let's say Northwestern's like, I'll come to Provo. You don't want it. And it's Mike Wilbon on the other line? <laughs> it's Greeny? See, I'll be okay with Northwestern and Provo. I'm not threatened by Northwestern that's not gonna happen. in the same way. Yeah. But yeah, it's North- not going to happen. Though. To me, Memphis is a t- tougher game than Northwestern. Louisiana might be a tougher Louisiana game. Louisiana might be. Exactly. What's Northwestern going to do? Just UNLV. Yeah. UNLV, I believe, is the answer. Memphis would be fun. UNLV is the answer. Okay, Tom, get it. I, I'm sure he's already been on the phone. Yeah. Our question of the Let day. Let us know when it's the Rebels. Who should BYU schedule? To open the 2023 season now that Tennessee is gone from the schedule. Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Jonathan Hawk on Twitter says, we want Bama. (laughs) And not Bama Birmingham. No, we don't. Since we lost Tennessee, BYU might as well upgrade the game to be against <laughs> Alabama at Allegiant Stadium. To be the best, you have to play against the best. BYU's not aiming to be the best. Like, BYU's aiming well, to win a uh, Big 12 title and have uh, two losses. They want to be the best of the Big 12. In the Big 12. In the country? That's, a, that's too big of an ask. Like, like we, we, we need a collective that can pay. <laughs> They can pay the free agents in the transfer portal. I understand that it's exciting for fans, like the prospect of playing number one. This is not the year for it. I, you know what I like? This is not the year for BYU to play Alabama. I like not being a sucky team. So hopefully BYU can make a bowl game. You know what I mean? In in a year where they're going to play ten power fives, that's going to be hard. Let's say BYU goes six and four, and it was like really good. It was like okay, now hopefully we won seven or eight and, and this, we're good. This is not the year to add Alabama. No. In fact, it's the worst it's year of all time. the year to add Alabama. New it would quarterback, be, you're in the Power Five Conference for the first year ever. When is a great year for BYU to play Alabama as a Big 12 member? In independence. I don't know that there is one. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're good. We want to play Utah, winnable G5, FCS, check. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to join the conversation. Coming up, what's worse at a baseball game, a possum in the booth or a raccoon in the stands? <laughs> Both this happened. really happened. Both happened. Plus, former NFL and BYU linebacker, our good friend David Nixon joins us next. Who is he choosing to replace Tennessee on the 2023 schedule? Viva Las Vegas. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Ten is coming. Let's hope. BYU Baseball, nine-game win streak. Utah, nine-game losing streak. Can BYU do what Utah didn't do in the fall in football? 8 Eastern, BYU TV app, BYU radio app as well. Big game tonight. Let's go. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now, our longtime friend, BYU TV sports. He's a former NFL and BYU linebacker. Really? His name is David Nixon. 
And he has plenty to say about Tennessee leaving the 2023 schedule. And now BYU replaces the volunteers with who? David, who's your go-to team, brother, now that Tennessee's not coming to Provo? I'll just say who is not, who isn't, and that's Bama. You don't, you don't <laughs> want Bama. Uh, you don't want any of that smoke. Uh, listen, with, with BYU and now going to the Big 12 that year, there's no reason you beef up your non-conference schedule. I mean, it's just like basketball where you have to worry about strength of schedule. I, I, as a BYU fan, we're not going to make the playoffs, especially that first year in the Big 12. Do we need to worry about trying to buy for those top four spots and have a strong strength of schedule? So go out there and get in UNLV or a very winnable game, something probably here regionally. Um, and, and slip it in there and, and get ready for Big 12. I mean, there's no reason to go out there and try to stretch yourself and get guys injured when you're going to be playing your first year of what you've been dreaming for for a, over a decade. So I, I think you find a team that's a very winnable game. Um, obviously, get them to come here to the LES. There's talks of maybe meeting Northwestern and, and Vegas. I, I don't want another Vegas game. I mean, I, I feel he's playing there this year uh, with, with Notre Dame, but really needs a home game, especially with, like I said, the schedule coming up. So I, I say get a winnable game. Do not take Bama. Do not take anybody that resembles Bama. Uh, not a lot of teams that do. Um, but get ready for the Big 12 gauntlet. That, that's what you're really eyeing for. Yeah, we're with you. And finally, everyone's on my fewer P5s train. Uh, but any, Because we're going to have plenty uh, in the Big 12. We're going to have nine plus one a year. Ten is great. Um, so you talked about a winnable game. We were talking about some of those options that uh, Spencer researched. I don't want Memphis. I don't want Louisiana, frankly. That's a really good team out of the Sun Belt who's been in the top 25. It'd be fine if it's Southern Miss or James Madison, a newly minted G5 this year who's been FCS awesome. Middle Tennessee, a little history there. We played a, a what, a 13-14 and 14 series there. FIU, fine. UNLV is probably the most intriguing. Who, who's the most intriguing for you among those potential G5s? Or would you want a Memphis, a Louisiana? You know, I, I will say, like a Louisiana school, having grown up in Texas and those teams in the South, a lot of those kids are kids that have been passed up on by your Alabamas, yeah. Auburns, uh, and a lot of them have chips on their shoulders. So like, those are the type of kids you don't want to play, especially when you're looking for just kind of a, a gimme game once again. So I like the UNLV game. Bring back the old Mount West days. We used to play in year in and year out. Um, you know, and, and, and I don't know, maybe it's fun to bring FIU or one of those guys across the country. But uh, for me, it's one of those games you don't have to think too hard about. Once again, the eye, you got to keep your eye on the prize, and that is getting healthy to Big 12 play and being, being ready to rock and roll and not slipping up beforehand. Because here's the thing, Bill, you're going to be familiar with UNLV. I mean, I know you have been playing each other in a conference, but – uh, you got similar type kids you've recruited, um, and so it's, it's something that you're familiar with. Whereas in these other schools, they come out here with some crazy offense and something that you're not really prepared for, and next thing you know, you're, you're struggling in a game you shouldn't have to struggle in. Now, David, to me, it has to be a BYU home game because Tennessee was going to be playing in Provo. And BYU, we don't know what's going to happen with the Big 12 schedule. So to me, it absolutely has to be a home game, not a neutral field, certainly not a road game. Are you on board with me that the Cougars have to have a home game? Totally agree. To- totally agree. Once again, because of the year that's going to be happening with BYU, I hope it's a first, right? You're traveling to the first time to, to Lawrence or, uh, you know, down to Texas Tech or whatever, however the schedule comes out. Um, there, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of stuff up in the air, a lot of anticipation. And so for me, once again, it's, I, I really couldn't care less about that preseason, those, those first three games. Uh, you know, I, I think this is something that um, you're really just focused on on your team and getting ready for the big 12. And so for me, whenever Tennessee bails, yeah, it's kind of a bummer, frankly, 
I, I wasn't too sad because once again, an SEC opponent, you, you don't want to get beat up. I mean, this is our first time to make a big splash in the Big 12 and try to make a run. And it kind of sets the tone for maybe the rest of your time in that conference. And so uh, for me, Arkansas is obviously a huge splash. Um, that's going to be a really tough game. You got Southern Utah, and then and then once again the game we're talking about now, where you get maybe ULB. So um, I, I think that's probably the 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 most plausible type situation. Get ULB locally, um, get him here. I agree. Do not do a neutral field. You want to have him here, uh, and then see how that Big 12 schedule rolls out. David, I love you, but I got to counter something you said. I think those first couple of games really matter. I think BYU needs to go two and three in the or two and one in those games to ensure a bowl because we don't know how BYU is going to fare in that Big 12 schedule, that gauntlet that we've never really gone through. Don't tell me you don't go back to 06 and 07 and think if we didn't go, uh, you know, one and two to start those seasons, we wouldn't have been in a BCS game. They certainly matter, but in the big picture, I get it. You got to get ready for Big 12 play, no doubt. But I think BYU needs to win two of those three to ensure, yes, we're going to a bowl game, even if we go four and five in league. Yeah, and when I say don't care, I I think a lot of it depends on if if you want to get to the New Year's Six game, in year, in, one, in year one next year? I'm just saying it gives you the platform, right? So, so that's always the Billy's goal. It, get into a conference and make it to a New York Six game, right? I mean, that's always that's, – that's the top goal that, that Kalani has outlined. Um, and so if you want to get there, you have the platform now. Whereas in prior in independence, you had to basically run the table, as we saw this last year. You, you couldn't afford slip-ups. Um, and, and so for me, it's, it's, if you can go have an impressive season in the Big 12, you're going to have that shot at the New York Six game – Prior, that's why I don't think you needed Tennessee to, to be able to puff your schedule up because you already had that schedule puffed up uh, during the Big 12. I mean, it's, it's, it's already got its strength of schedule there. So that's why, for me, losing the Tennessee game is not a huge deal because um, all of a sudden you fill it with UNLV. I get it. Tennessee is much more fun and much more intriguing than UNLV is. Uh, but at the end of the day, all you're doing is focus on that Big 12 play and winning that first-time Big 12 championship. And, hey – I know it's a lofty goal, but that's got to be your goal year in and year out. There's, there, you can't celebrate anything less. You're not trying to say preseason. Clyde isn't preaching to his team. Guys, get ready for 2023 to take third. We, we can do it. We can reach, <laughs> we can reach third place. That's not it. That's, as competitors, you're not, you're not eyeing for, for third or second place. And so, yeah, is, is it a lofty goal? Yeah, it's a lofty goal. But, hey, that's where it's at. You, you got to eye it to, to go out there and, and take the whole thing year one. Well said. Third would be amazing in year one. I feel you on those goals, no doubt. And for the team rhetoric, sure. But let's be real. In year one, it's make a bowl game for BYU because of some, they're going into a place they've never actually gone before, right? If BYU makes a bowl game, I'm like, check. Now we move from here. Because to me, the goal hasn't necessarily been New Year's 6 for BYU football. It's been to get into a Power 5. Now that BYU is getting into one, now we can look around and go, okay, how do we sit here? Also, Oklahoma and Texas are still in the league. So once they leave, there'll be this big reset where we look around and go, okay, now how do we fare in year three? We've had a couple of years. Oklahoma's gone. They're the, the best team here. Texas obviously is always overrated, but still quality. Then I think we'll go, okay, now how do we fare? So how do you sort of see that navigation the first couple of years in the Big 12? Or is it like you said, no, let's go compete right away, realistically, for a Big 12 title? Yeah, it's going to be interesting with Oklahoma and Texas obviously still being a part of, of the conference and how that's all going to shake out. Um, but I, I think, like I said earlier, I think this year one is how you set the tone. And, and I think this is a team that's got to come out, come, got to come out swinging. I think BYU has a great chance. I mean, you look at last year, the measuring stick for BYU was playing at Baylor 
Uh, they kept it close in that first half. Second half, they got worn down, and that was in the trenches. It's something you always got to improve on. But Baylor goes on to win the Big 12 championship, and they were the, the marquee school of that conference. And so, um, for me, BYU's, I think they can hang with the, the, the uh, Texas Techs, you know, the Houstons of the world. Uh, when you bring in Cincinnati, I think all these teams, BYU has a really good shot against them. So, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's going to be as tough as, as maybe you might think it is. I think Oklahoma was losing their coach, and, and uh, we'll see how they rebuild. Texas, as you mentioned, hasn't been great. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think I'm more optimistic about heading into the Big 12 than maybe most are. But I think Beolia has some success, especially coming up this year uh, with Jaron Hall and what they can produce. You continue to get some good recruits in here and, and uh, build around them. And I don't know. I, I think BYU can go in there and surprise people with that first year in the Big 12, no doubt. It wouldn't hurt to have Jaron Hall playing quarterback the first year in 2023 in the Big 12. But well, that's probably not going to happen. Ben 22 needs to be mediocre. All right, David. So <laughs> we we, we just need to start pitching in for NIL money for Jaron now. That's what we need to do. We all need to invest some companies and just pay him like $10 million bucks for the first year. And we're good. It's not easy. David Nixon is on BYU Sports Nation. Enough 2023 talk. Let's discuss the 2022 squad. And is it more about Jaron Hall and the offense for BYU to be successful and win double-digit games again? Or, David, is it about – the reemergence of a defense that was certainly banged up with injuries last year. And, you know, by the numbers, we're not great. And BYU was number 78 in total defense last year, according to Bill Connolly of ESPN. So is 2022's success more about BYU's defense being better than anything else? I think it is. I think offensively, there's not going to be any worries. I don't think BYU, frankly, misses the beat even when you miss Algier. Draft pick uh, leaves the team. Uh, I think this team, uh, offensively, I think they'll pick up right where they left off. For me, the big worry is, frankly, the defense. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, I addressed this right when the season ended. I feel like BYU needed to address the defensive line and linebackers, bring in some transfers uh, and, and maybe some JUCO guys. Unfortunately, they did not do that in this offseason. Uh, obviously, Kalani and his, his staff know better than I and, and are confident with the guys they have in those rooms. Uh, but I would love to have seen some more depth come in uh, the front door in that sense. Uh, but you look at the lineup, there's a lot of guys who played quality reps last year, played against good opponents, um, faced some adversity as far as injuries go. Guys had to step up, probably play more than they, they wanted to or, or felt like playing, uh, that the, maybe their bodies weren't ready to play. And so uh, you, you take all that into consideration. Uh, you know, it's one more year into their belt. Hopefully this defense can step up. And I, my, my focus this year, I think the secondary will be great. It's that BYU front seven. And yes, Injuries did BYU pretty bad, especially in the linebacker area, uh, D-line as well. But uh, they've got to find a way to beef up that front seven because, uh, you know, the teams BYU is facing, Arkansas, Oregon, I mean, these guys are going to want to run it. They're going to look at the film from last year, what Baylor did, um, and they're going to run it, try to run it down your throat, and you got to find a way to step up, plug holes, and, uh, you know, come to the football and make tackles. And that's something BYU really struggle with. But other than that, I, I think this team, I, I, think, I think they're set up for success. And, and we, assuming that all the guys come back healthy and ready to play, yeah, um, it's a really exciting squad. Yeah, hopefully a, a healthy Keenan Peely and a healthy Peyton Wilgar and a healthy mm-hmm. Max Tooley will join Ben Bywood and those linebackers can fill some of those gaps on the defensive line. David, great stuff. Always fun to talk with you. Let's do it again soon. Awesome. We'll do. Take care, guys. David Nixon on BYU Sports Nation. We lost to UAB in a bowl game. We are talking about winning the Big 12 in year one. BYU's got to lose a bunch of dudes. I'm not, I'm I'm want that too. I just don't think in year one that's a reality, right? I, I think it takes 
perhaps a couple of years to really get situated in a, we play 10 power fives a year now. We can handle this. I'm excited for that. That's going to be awesome. You're one to stretch to me. How much, how much of a transition will it be with BYU on the regular playing, you know, six to seven power fives in independence? You don't think it would be as sharp as some of the other programs that are experiencing that? The transition will be better and easier, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, right? Um, like BYU's not always Utah, difficult. who went five it's, and seven. It's always the first three years. It took Utah 11. It, Utah's been really good, right? It took them 11 years to win the league. 11. Like, it takes time, okay, to get in that spot where you're actually in that championship game. Like, third place in year one would be incredible. I'll take top five right now. Like, I would take that now in year one because BYU's going to lose a lot of pieces too, okay? Coming up, ESPN's Bill Connolly has BYU football at eight and a half wins this season. Would you take it right now? And would you rather have a possum or a raccoon loose in Studio B? This is BYU Sports Nation. Do we know that neither of those are behind the set? Do we know that? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. I love that I bring up, you got to play FCS teams. And our crew shows BYU FCS habits. That is listening. St. George, we're going to be there Saturday. Join us at Sandtown Park, noon Eastern, 10 Mountain for a BYU Fan Fest. It's going to be a ton of fun. BYU athletes, coaches, going to be awesome. We'll be there on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are going to attempt to get some early morning golf in, potentially. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see if sleep takes over. <laughs> it won't. It won't. <laughs> he is Jerem. I am Spencer. Maybe during the show. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day, you know what to do. Follow us on all of the major social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company, enabling global trade for a growing world. Bender, BYU is not included in Joe Lenardi's May 17th version of Bracketology. <sighs> Do you care about May 17th Bracketology, even if BYU was in it? If BYU was in it, I absolutely would care about it. <laughs> <laughs> because but, it really matters. But we're, nobody's expecting BYU to be in it at this point. St. Mary's is in. Well, St. Mary's is one of the last four teams in. They're in, though. And they're bringing back their best player but they're losing some other pieces and coming off a season when they were a five seed. Wait, Tommy Kuzi has another year? Stop it. No, I'm serious. He does? No, it's Jordan. Uh, oh, my goodness. What's his last name? Anyway. I thought Kuzi was. No, no, I, I don't think he's the best player. Tommy Kuzi, like, he's not their best NBA prospect. That's for dang sure. Ain't an NBA prospect. He's a church ball prospect. No, I, don't, I don't care about it. Like, I, I don't expect BYU to be in it at any point until they go out and prove it. If they're, you know, BYU starts like 9-1, and one, then maybe they get into a bracketology. Even if BYU's in it, I don't care about it. It's too early. There's too many moving pieces in the NCAA for this to be <laughs> remotely accurate. The Big 12 and Old Trapper, a jerky company. Agree to a deal that makes Old Trapper the official jerky of the Big 12. So, Jerem, will jerky suddenly taste better when BYU's in the Big 12? Have you seen West Virginia? Absolutely. Uh, have you seen Lubbock? I haven't either. But I'm assuming it's going to taste pretty good. Although we are in uh, a mountainous region with a lot of hunting. We have some good jerky. I am assuming, though, that it will be better than the independent jerky. Jerky. Um, Liberty and Old Dominion and Notre Dame. Jerky typically tastes really good. Yeah. I love jerky. Yeah. But, yeah, in the Big 12, I'm sure it'll have an extra spice, like, an like, extra savory Like the dude taste. with the Davy Crockett hat and stuff? I trust that guy making jerky. Also, I was in Stillwater a little over a week ago. Yeah? Walking around T-Boone Pickens Stadium mm-hmm. and... 
graduation at Oklahoma State, and I just got, I got chills, man. I just thought about BYU running onto the field against Oklahoma State at some point. I was like, very excited. It's going to happen. Very excited. It's happening. How much credit does Kyle Collinsworth get for the Mavs Western Conference final run? Because he <laughs> tweeted, uh, you know, quoting a tweet, we helped get the high draft pick to select Luka Doncic. Yep. We deserve some credit here. Your thoughts? Hey, you know what? If it get, if it's about giving a BYU guy some credit, for sure. They, they, we helped credit get, for taking? We helped get the Mavs Luka Doncic. <laughs> I mean, yes, he adds the laughing emojis. Um <laughs> <laughs> Those Mavs teams are so bad. I'm just glad that Kyle had a shot in the NBA. It was cool to watch him it was fun play to, in the it NBA. It was fun to see him get in the NBA. The real credit goes to the Hawks because they were the idiots that traded Luka for Trey. Trey's a good player, but Luka's another level. Jeremy, I can't believe we're about to put this, this on television is, and talk about it on the radio. Uh, viewer discretion advised Seriously. this next thing. You, this might make like, your eyes If you bleed. have little kids, like I, you might want to cover that. How much money would it take... For you to sign off on BYU and Utah <laughs> swapping colors. Oh, this is so bad. It just looks gross. I don't think I don't think uh, the heavens want us to actually put this on television. If you are listening only today, you are blessed because this is an abomination. It looks so gross. Oh. To see the stretch Y. Okay, the answer, I have an Enveloped answer. in red with a black outline. It's gross. And I'm sure ah! Utah fans feel the same way. I might throw up on live television. Seeing that Ute Feather logo with blue, royal blue. What would it take? 300 mil over 10 years. <laughs> 30 is, mil a year. What is BYU's brand BYU worth to Nike? That's the real, that's the real Nike question. Nike don't care what color. We care what color. Well, Nike cares what color because... We could change to red and be like, cool. won't buy it if they don't like it. Right? <sighs> Man. That's, Does it have to be crimson? It's wrong. What Pantone was that? Would you rather have a possum or a raccoon loose in Studio B? Last night in the press box for the Oakland A's, a possum was in the corner. They need to move <laughs> stadiums immediately. And Grant Harmon at an Arkansas baseball game uh, picked up a raccoon in the stands. So what would you prefer here? I would prefer a possum because raccoons are just absolutely wild cards. Like... You've seen the movie Elf, right? <laughs> also, look at this video. The, the dude catches the raccoon, just grabbing it, ho hum by its neck. The woman in the white woman shirt. The in the white shirt's oh. like, ah! Get it out of my face! She okay? Well, here's the thing. Did that raccoon purchase a ticket legally and rightfully? <laughs> then I think this is illegal. It search had and to be seizure. Arkansas. It had to be Arkansas. It's rack. It's Rocket Raccoon. Welcome to the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I take possum. a possum. possum. Possum's more, dude. I guess domesticated. Possum's or just more like calmer? yo, yo, what's up? Raccoon wants to wants to party, like, and I don't want to go to that party. <laughs> like, I love so that the crazy. dude that caught the raccoon is taking a picture of it as it's like biting his hand. He's like, it's, it's like this ah. is awesome. <laughs> Can't wait to play Arkansas. This year in yeah. football. Were the two sets of rabies Can, shots that you had to take after awesome, too? Did Grant Harmon show up at the game and then get him in studio? <laughs> on, get him on countdown to kickoff? Coming up, would we take eight and a half wins for football this fall right now? And how does one win a half game again? I, I don't know. We'll discuss the metrics. And are you willing to gamble that guaranteed eight and a half wins for BYU in hopes of a better season, Jerem? Am I willing to gamble? Can I tell you off the air? This is BYU Sports Nation.
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Excellent shot of the Spencer Linton rookie card that Zach Wilson is on his way. Yep. For Cougars, sports game highlights, interviews, and archive content, compelling and rich conversations, subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. Once upon a time, BYU banned YouTube. Hey, Luckily, I... that's not the case. <laughs> when <laughs> we were in school, you could not watch the YouTube. Uh, the YouTube. Yes, exactly. <laughs> No more boom goes the dynamite. I know. Uh, I was like, how am I supposed to share viral videos? <laughs> I sent out a poll yesterday asking you to take your pick okay. of available teams. Okay. Okay. But rather than like, because you can't have 11 options in the polls on Twitter. Thank goodness. Just generalize it into four. Mm-hmm. And uh, I voted. Group of five in Provo sounds nice was the winning answer with 45% of the votes. Good to group see of five all of you in Provo are, are starting to become somewhat rapid. Add any power five team, still 24%. And uh, I want Bama. 17% of you still said I want Bama. <laughs> no, not next year. Not, in, not ever. We don't need that. Yeah, you're right. It's the Sugar Bowl when we're the, Come on. the Big 12 uh, champ. And, and Alabama and they're finishes the, they're third the SEC or third. Yes, yeah. come on. It's what uh, it's the only time I want to see them in, was it, is in a New Year's Six game. Was it? Was it, uh, it was Ole Miss and was it Baylor this year in the Sugar Bowl? That situation. That's the situation. Yes. Jeremiah, my friend Bill Connolly, who's been on the show a number of times, William does great work for ESPN among other publications. Has some numbers now showing BYU winning an average of eight and a half games this season. Yep. It's with this SP plus metric in play. He was rating all of the independent teams. For the record, he has Notre Dame at 8.9 wins this season. Okay. BYU at 8.5. Of Pacing course, Notre to... Dame and BYU play each other in Las Vegas. I've heard that. Jerem, would you, with an average of 8.5 wins this season, take that right now or take your chances to see if something better happens for BYU in 2022? Let's rewind back to basketball season. <laughs> we asked the same question, but about an eight seed. And no both, way! BYU could no. be way better than an eight seed. Let me tell you why that doesn't matter in this situation. Because this BYU football team is really good, like really good. They're deeper than when BYU's I'm saying. Team I too. believe BYU will be yes nine plus. That should mean something because I'm gonna, I'm not gonna look at the high side. I'm gonna look at what I think will really happen. And I see a nine plus win uh, season. So, so do you? Like, I'm glad you've this, joined me. Yes, this is a team. Yes, because yes. Dave McCann came on here and said, uh, you know, 10 wins last year. That's like the only time that high of a selection in independence, like, would have been actually right. You know what I mean? In a regular season. Like, it was an incredible year. This team is going to win 9+. plus. So I don't take it because I think BYU can go above it. And there are games that, because you keep adding talented uh, P5s. It's Kingsley Suamatia, Gabe Judy Lally, as we've learned, right? Chris Brooks, Houston Haymuli, among others. Guys that are going to come in and contribute right away. Peyton Wilgar and Keenan Peeley are going to be healthy. It's going to be awesome. The secondary is loaded with experience and talent. Very excited about it. Mike Harper is going to be back. Mike Harper's baller. I cannot wait. And can we trust the BYU coaches to develop the defensive line? Right? I look forward to that D-line taking a step forward. Yes. Yeah. The, the key to all of this as well is Aaron Roderick. Aaron Roderick is, has changed BYU football. In an amazing way, because since he started calling the plays, BYU's like 26-4 and four or something It's, it's just since the middle of 2019. It's just a crazy situation since he called the plays. There were two games at the end of that year where he didn't call the plays, and BYU lost those games. Not a coincidence. I believe in this team winning 9-plus. 
I'm with you. I'm you know eight and a half. I get it. I under, I totally understand why Bill Connolly that's, sets the number at eight and a half. Perfect line. Right? It's the perfect line. It's the perfect yeah. line. No, I totally understand why he has it <laughs> yes. there. Yes. But I think BYU is going to win nine games. If and here's the thing: if Jaron Hall is healthy the entire season, Jaron BYU will be win 10. ten. BYU will win ten games. Mark my words: if Jaron Hall is healthy the entire season, and he starts twelve games, BYU will win ten. I believe that as well. BYU will win ten games. I, I believe Jaron Hall is healthy the whole season. I believe season. that out of thirteen, because yes, the, uh, this schedule has really hard games on it. We don't know if Baylor's going to be as good as the Baylor from last year. We don't know what Oregon At is going to be. It's week three with a new coach. It's just different, right? Um, Notre Dame, obviously a challenging game, the most losable game on the schedule, but it's Notre Dame, and who knows? What right? is Arkansas coming back? Arkansas was good last year. Yes, pre preseason top 25, that's a tough game. At Stanford, Stanford's not great right now. They're not the Stanford that we've been seeing before. They Yes, they beat Oregon last year. That was different. Tanner McKee Bowl again, the whole deal. At Boise State, real tough game. At Boise State, tougher game than at Stanford. What What is Boise this year, too? What are the Broncos? I just just don't fumble when you win that game. How about that? Just don't fumble when you win it's that good, game. It's a good, good plan to win. I have actually been it's asked to talk to the team before the game, and I will just say that. Hey, don't fumble. You're good. The road to nine or even ten wins for BYU this season, or even more, Jerem. Oh, oh, shoot. Begins in Tampa in oh, uh, how many days? Down to the Bulls. 109. 109 days away. Hello, Jerry Bohannon. Three and a half months until BYU's football season begins. Still three and a half months? 109 feels close. Three and a half months does not. Three and a half months. Yeah. But you're okay with that because you want a summer break. I need a break. You want a summer break. I need to not do stuff. You should work in a lengthy vacation in there. I was gone last week. I need another one. <laughs> Coming up, top five Tuesday. The best plays from the 2019 win at Tennessee. Yeah, you know why we're doing it. Plus, can we rise and shout out to money? Is it? Can we do that? I thought it was the root of all evil. Well, we're about to find out if it works. This is BYU Sports Nation. About to get a lot of it in the Big 12. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. You can Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and then subscribe, rate, and review. Jerem, it is time for Top 5 Tuesday. Ah, yeah. Yes. And it's all about Tennessee. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing the top five plays for BYU's 2019 win against Tennessee. Hello, volunteers. Number five, Zach Daw yeets the cleat. <laughs> Early in the game, Zach Daw drags down Tennessee quarterback Jarrett Garantano. His cleat comes off, and he throws it to the sideline like it's a possum or a raccoon. Garantano's like, what the heck, man? And that, there was no penalty. There was no penalty. I believe he did it later in the season again, Spencer. Am I wrong on that? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> that is number five. I love the meme that was created of Zach throwing the shoe and then Micah Simon catching it <laughs> down the other end. <laughs> <laughs> number four, Jake Oldroyd. Hey, as great as the Micah Miracle was, it's all for naught unless Jake Oldroyd makes that field goal and he just sneaks it over the Dude. left upright. Pitching wedge. <laughs> the Tennessee fans right there thought it was off. 
This is the angle. Then you look right here and you're like, oh man, it just. Was, it was in by a solid 16 inch. Woo! 16 centimeters, maybe? <laughs> 33 yards, sends it to overtime. Number three, Talon Shumway, touchdown catch in the first overtime. Great play. Zach Wilson on the slant. Talon Shumway for the touchdown, put BYU up by seven. Tennessee answered, and then they go to the second inning. Beautiful route, beautiful throw, a fun lead for the moment. But then BYU, well, they needed Tyson Williams to notch this game away. In his backup jersey, by the way. The game-winning touchdown in double overtime. We credited the entire offensive line and Tyson Williams with this touchdown run. Yep. 29-26. What a walk-up. You're overpowering an SEC line to win in their stadium with almost 100,000 watching on Tyson Williams, baby. And they, they won eight games that year. That was a good Tennessee team. Okay. And number one, the Micah Miracle. With 14 seconds left, Zach Wilson releases this ball at the 13-yard line. Micah Simon races past the defense to get into field goal range to set up the game-time field goal. This truly was a miracle. <laughs> and BYU wins. He told us yesterday on Twitter, BYU TV Sports, I lose sleep at night because I didn't score in this play. I'm haunted. But he still ran a 4-3-40. It's all good. A year later. It's all good. Does Mikey get some of that $2 million? Zach <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dog gets um, uh -huh. a little bit. Everyone gets a little share. Exactly. Our question of the day, who should BYU schedule to open the 2023 season? Now that Tennessee's gone. <laughs> Our lead voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Brooklyn 7 Spade says, how about Bo Diddley Tech? We want him. Shout out to Bo Schembechler. And, Shout uh, out Barry to Bo Diddley. Swit and Barry Switzer. Shout out to Bo Diddley. Who they played? Bo Diddley Tech? <laughs> <laughs> so much salt in the 84 championship. Got our 84 national title. <laughs> Let's rise and shout out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Two million dollars. Two million dollars. Our thanks to today's guest, David Nixon. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, no Our Jeremiah Spencer. Let's shout out to Eric Drage as well. Micah, run, man! We'll see you tonight for BYU baseball against Utah. Ten is coming. Go Cougs. Beat Utah.